You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Unglert and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. And boy, oh boy, do we have a great episode in store for you guys today. Uh, Jared is out because he's feeling under the weather, so we're going to give him some time to rest, take care of the baby, focus on his health. Um, but as promised, great episode in store. We have two of your very, very, very favorite former Bachelor contestants, even though there's so much more than that, obviously. Kendall, who has been here many, many times with uh, some great life news to update us on, which hopefully we can dive into a little bit, Kendall. And uh, Deandra, which by the way, I don't think that we've met, have we? No, we haven't. Hi. Okay, well, it's, well, it's an honor <laughs> to finally meet you uh, here of all places. Um, welcome to the podcast. But first, I want to focus on Kendall. So, you guys already know each other, I I believe, right? Yes. Yeah, we're in paradise together. Per- perfect. Perfect. Yeah, you guys did paradise together. That's right. So I'm the odd man out here, then, which is funny enough. Okay. So Kendall, um, you are a recurring guest host on this podcast. We love you dearly. It's always great to see you. But since the last time we've seen you, there has been a major life update that we saw you post on your Instagram. Yes, I am in a relationship. Yeah, <laughs> you're in a relationship. In love, yeah. You're not just in a relationship. You're in love. That's amazing. I know. It's so crazy. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. It's good. All the good. What things. was what was your caption? You were like, "Screw a soft launch. I'm going right for it," or something like that, wasn't it? I thought it was like, uh, no, I just I'm in love. I just by the way, I'm in love, and just like our relationship, the, these pictures get progressive. Weirder oh, right, or right. something like that. Maybe in my maybe in my head, that's what I said. I said Kendall said, "Screw us <laughs> yeah, off, one. She's she's going right for it." Okay, so everyone uh, who follows you, which is basically everyone, and everyone who loves you, uh, that maybe wasn't on the on the inside line on that was shocked, myself included, because um, I hadn't really seen you post about this guy. And a lot of times in social media nowadays, people like slowly introduce their partner to the world until eventually they post about him. But you just went full head of steam right out of the gates for it. Um, yeah. So can I ask like all the questions, like how long have you guys been dating for? Where did you guys meet? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, go for it. I'll answer all the things. How long have you guys been <laughs> together? Where did you guys meet? Fill oh, me in. What so, do you like? Um, what do you love about him? Uh, yeah. Where does he live? How old is he? What's his sign? His hobbies. Oh man, all the things. I don't know anything <laughs> about signs. Um, well, his birthday's in December. I mean, was, yeah, December 17th. 19th okay. December 19th so I don't know what sign mm. that means but um I met him through a mutual friend uh and um someone named Bennett who was supposed to go on Claire's season of The Bachelor but we ended up being friends and uh he was a volleyball friend of his and so we met at uh like a shindig and okay. um he was automatically like a science nerd and I was really into that he's an aerospace engineer so uh we just immediately talked about all the space things and that's kind of what got us connected um, and it was his birthday the d- 
day before that, like we met the day before and his birthday, then it was the next day. So, um, yeah, he's 28. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, but yeah, I don't know. We've been dating since I guess we met on his, yeah, we met the day before his birthday in December. Our first date was the day after Christmas. And so we drove and went to see tide pools together and, um, which was really fun. And, uh, yeah, we've been kind of, I, I'm, I'm really pr- normally private about my relationship dating experiences until I'm pretty solid and pretty sure about the relationship. And with him, um, we've just built to a place where I was like, yeah, why not? And it was, it was funny because everyone was saying like, oh, he did a hard launch, a hard launch. And I didn't even know that hard launching and soft launching was a thing. <laughs> right. Just like, this is a picture of someone that I, like, I don't know. I wasn't going to be like, here's his hand, like holding yeah. it. That's what people do. <laughs> That's what people yeah, do I mean, nowadays. Yeah. I mean, I thought it'd be cute to do it that way. I don't know. I just never really thought about it like that. Um, but yeah, he's very stimulating as a person. And uh, he, we like, debate about all kinds of things and he's just really cool. And uh, it's never boring. So love it. For, for the record, I'm not a big uh, Zodiac guy either, but but for the record, he's a Sagittarius. Sagittarius. I don't know how to pronounce it properly. Um, there's three really good Sagittarius in my life. My mom and both of my brothers are both Sagittarius. So I get good vibes from the guy. I like him. I like him. Okay, good, um, yeah, he's good vibes. Yeah, good vibes. Good vibes. So, but, so were you nervous to jump into things with him or did you feel like you were ready for a relationship again? Because I feel like we haven't seen you in a relationship publicly at least in a while. So it's just always kind of like nerve wracking to reintroduce the world to, you know, you being in a relationship, don't you think? Yeah, it's weird because I feel like a lot of my relationships, well, one in particular has been really public and I'm not really a relationship public kind of person. I prefer to really get to know somebody without the entire world um, because everyone always throws in their opinion, whether you should be with them or whether you shouldn't. And and I knew as soon as I did say something about anyone that I was dating, it was going to be a direct comparison where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, he's better or he's worse or they're the, you know, the same. And I just didn't, I don't want to date anybody with anyone else's opinion. Um, so I just wanted to really get to know him and him to get to know me without that. Um, and it's kind of yeah. intimidating to open your relationship up to, you know, the world and the scrutiny of it or I don't know. Yeah. So I, I guess I was just a little bit shy about that initially. Yeah. Well, I got to say uh, an incredibly handsome aerospace engineer. Sounds like you really knocked it out of the park with this one. Uh, yeah. He's a good guy. He's a keeper. <laughs> yeah. We'll he's... see. I have good feelings about him and I wouldn't have uh, posted him or hard launched him if uh, I didn't think that he was someone that I was really excited about. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's one thing to be in a public relationship when both people are, uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, public figures. But when in this case, like when one of them, you know, isn't or for whatever reason, uh, it's I, like, how does he handle it? Like, you know, I can only imagine he's probably got an influx of people interested in who he is now just because you guys are dating. Like, I'm sure he's probably like super level headed about it all though. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, he, we talked about it a bit beforehand and, um, he's private on his social media. So he doesn't really want to dive into that world, which I like it's, I I'm glad that he's not in the influencing world and, um, it makes it so we can do our own thing as opposed to, I don't know. Yeah. I've done the public relationship before and uh, Mm -hmm. it's nice that we can have things to ourselves. Um, but I know he's had people like try to follow him or get to know him a little bit more. And, um, yeah, it's, he, he at first was like, a little, I can tell he was a little bit, uh, a little bit out of it when it first happened. He was like, he came in and he was like, a, and he was like, went into the kitchen, like started doing dishes, like really viciously. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, thank you. Like I need to post more pictures of you. you just clean my dishes. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he's yeah. funny. He has a humor about it, you know? That's good. That's good. Um, yeah. Oh, what was I going to say? I can't remember what I was going to say, but no. Oh, that's what it was. I, I know he's private because I went to go creep on him and I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. No one will know. <laughs> no one will know. I respect that move a lot. I wish I could be private again. I used to be private, but I feel like nowadays it's like, you know, you don't really have much of a choice, you know? Yeah, um, it's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah. But hey, I want you to know we're really happy for you. And it looked like you were really happy in those photos. You seem really happy right now. Um, and I think that's just really great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Happy. I'm doing it. So, yeah. <laughs> Nice. And we can't wait to see more updates from you guys. It sounds like you're pretty new in the relationship four months in. So um, 
you know, I, I hate to even speculate, but we, I got to ask since we're a dating podcast, like, what what do you think the future holds for you guys? Because you said he's 28. That's uh, it's young for LA, but it is like, you know, it, it's around the timeline where you start to think about your future a lot more seriously. So what do you think the future holds for you guys? Just kind of keep dating and see what happens in LA or? Um, we're in the same place in terms of what we want, um, which is I'm in a place where I'm ready to date someone that I see the long term with, whatever that may be. Um, I, I don't really, I'm not looking at that. Uh, so yeah, I can see this being something that, you know, goes pretty, pretty far and um, nice. him too. And he is a little bit younger, um, but he just doesn't act that way. You know, he, he's a very, he's immature in a lot of ways, uh, but very mature in the places that count. So. Which I think that's good. I, I want to say I, I'm probably a watered down version of that too. You know, I definitely don't hold the candles to this guy. He sounds like he's uh, the whole package. But I like to say that I'm also uh, really mature in a lot of ways that keep things fun and interesting. And then you can turn on the maturity when you need to, which for me is very rare. But um, yeah. at least I, I do my best. Um, well, yeah, like I said, that's amazing. Congratulations. We're so excited for you. Thanks. Thanks. I'm is, is he in Spain with you right now? He's not. No, um, I'm here for my friend's birthday and uh we're planning a trip to europe in july so we will be going abroad soon which is nice. exciting but with work it's difficult for him to get off of you know to travel abroad randomly so yeah definitely when you have that real nine to five grind especially in aerospace i feel like they work probably like 60 70 hour weeks yeah yeah he he's working on a lot of things um so it's exciting though because i feel like it i'm learning a lot about space through him which is really cool because mm. i've been like on a sudden like space upswing uh so it's cool to be able to actually he comes home and we can kind of talk about stuff he's been doing so this is your yeah. perfect match <laughs> yeah it's so nice for what i feel like you love is someone that can constantly like intellectually stimulate you and it sounds like that's exactly what he's able to do yeah and he tells me i'm wrong all the time which is so great um <laughs> and i i like it because just like getting in debates with somebody is like something that I really enjoy. And uh, he'll, he'll even tell me I'm wrong or try to debate something, even if he agrees with me. So uh -huh. uh, it's definitely been like one of those relationships where we test each other constantly. Um, can I, but can I'm I ask you about it. that a little bit more? Because uh, Kaylin and I do the same. Well, I guess I do the same thing with Kaylin all the time. And she gets really upset with me a lot of the times when she's like, why are you arguing with me when you agree with me? And um <laughs> How do I, how do I help frame that as like a good thing? Because I think it's fun to like, the more you argue about something, like not like argue, but debate it, I guess is a better word. Then the more you kind of yeah. better understand it and you'll either agree with it more or disagree with it by the end of it. Um, so how could I, how could yeah. I frame that better? Because I love oh. doing that too. It's like, yeah, I might agree with you, but let's see if we can argue a counterpoint here. You know, I see it as growing and learning, you know, I mean, debating is one of the best ways to use your, your brain and to, you know, constantly, like, I think something that really I found attractive that he did was that um, I, I, I was saying something that I believed in. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I believe in that. And he's like, well, why do you actually believe in that? Like, why mm -hmm. is that something that you really and there's some things you just never really think about. You just agree with it because it's the easier path to go down and to be challenged and to reflect on to like why you actually have the values you do. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's healthy. And I believe in being more of like a malleable person with some things. I, I don't want to be concrete and solid. Um, and I think him constantly testing me with that just allows me to be open to growing and I want to grow with someone. I don't want to be stagnant. So, I mean, I think, it, you know, with you guys, it's just a way for you to constantly be learning about each other and, uh, being excited about different things you never thought about. Yeah. It's just like, a, it's like a, it's like a game. It's like, you know, it's like a settlers of Catan where you're like, you know, doing things. It's always different. And you're always like trying to find a different viewpoint to, I don't know, understand the world better. So I do love Settlers of Catan. I love that reference. Um, I, I always find it funny too when you try to, when you try to argue with someone about something. Uh, and this isn't exclusive to relationships or anything like that, but just like like debates in general. Uh, when you like start talking and like making a counterpoint, and they immediately get super defensive and they go on their heels. And that's kind of when you know like there's no point in arguing with this person because they kind of throw logic out the window a lot of the time. Um, I've seen I've seen that a lot more recently. You do? Yeah, it's like a discussion. Well, no, I mean, I just think I think it's it's good to have discussions about things. I wouldn't say it's like an argument. You're not saying things 
to put down the other person yeah. or to like the intention is always to have fun and to banter. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with like challenging the person and making them grow a little bit and keeping them on their toes. So, yeah. It's like when you wrote an essay in high school, you, uh, you always have to make your point and then make a counterpoint. And that's, that's how you do a nice right your essay, I guess. Um, all right. Well, again, thank you so much, but let's move over to Deandra. So, uh, Deandra, we met you on bachelor, uh, was it Matt's season? Peter's no, season. Peter's season. Yeah. And then we met you again on bachelor in paradise. Yes. Okay. So, uh, I, I don't, I don't watch a lot of those shows funny enough. So could you fill, fill the listeners in that definitely already know you, but mostly fill me in on kind of like your experiences on the show, uh, what you were doing beforehand, what you're doing now. Um, so beforehand I went on the show, I was originally a long time ago, um, I was just working a regular job that I didn't like. So when I left to go on the show, I was really excited because it gave me the opportunity to date. I felt like ever since I graduated college and like got into the working world, I was like, I want to meet someone. I want to get married. Like that was my timeline. I had that like in the back of my head always. So when I went on the show, Peter's season, um, it wasn't my favorite experience. Honestly, I think that just being in the environment with one man and so many women, it just kind of showed me that that's not the kind of dating that I want to do. And I don't think it makes you value yourself because you're trying to mold yourself into what they want you to be essentially, especially when you have so many different women around. So when I left um, The Bachelor, I was like, okay, well, that was a weird experience for me, but it kind of like shifted my thinking into like what I actually wanted in life. And I felt like I needed to date more and like be like, find myself outside of what I thought I was originally. Um, so then I went to Bachelor in Paradise and it was mm -hmm. definitely a, it was way, a way better experience. It allowed me to date multiple people and not have to conform into what I thought someone wanted me to be. And I think that was ultimately the best thing. I didn't find anyone that I had a connection with on the beach. So I obviously went home, um, but it was a really great experience. I met a lot of people. I met Kendall for the first time and she's great. And I made a lot of friendships, but Life post show, I'm in pharmaceutical sales and um, I do like influencing. I like to say like content creation, television, you know, speaking. Yeah. I'm not like an influencer, but I've definitely been more focused on just me. I'm not really dating right now, just discovering myself. I'm actually in Los Angeles right now. I didn't know you lived in Los Angeles, uh, Kendall. Oh, yeah. Let's hang out. That's yeah. awesome. I was actually I was stalking your store before this and I saw that you were in. LA and I was like dang it I'm like out of the country now but I'm coming back uh the 18th so let's hang out oh amazing yeah because I'm here short term but I actually kind of want to move here so like that's something that I'm considering right now I just the rent here is ridiculous compared to Texas Texas is amazing oh yeah let's just talk about it right now we'll definitely move yeah LA. yeah but that's kind of the decision I'm like weighing on right now is if I'm gonna stay in LA or go back to Dallas so you're in LA for work for the pharmaceutical thing um so I'm remote so I can mm. work from here. And then also I wanted to come to LA because I want to transition out of it eventually. I don't think that pharmaceutical sales is going to be my forever job. Um, so I kind of came here to just test the waters, but I love more so like the environment here. Like everybody's super creative and you feel very comfortable here. And like, I feel like there's a lot of growth that can be had in LA. So that's where my mind is right now. Which part of LA are you in? I'm, I'm spoiled right now. I'm in West Hollywood. Okay. It, it that's where so Kendall's at. Yeah. Yeah, you were with Hollywood. Yeah, right across from the Grove. No, you're right next. You're really close to me then. Well, I can't stay yeah. here because this is like this has had me spoiled, and I need to move. This is like an Airbnb kind of, and it's way too expensive. I'm like, I gotta go, but I just don't know where else to go in California because I feel like everyone's like, it's there so are some good places in LA. I'll help you find a place. I have some friends. Please, I will text you. I'll make you stay here. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. I yeah. mean, I agree. Yeah, I think awesome. definitely, definitely stay in LA. I'm a big fan of the West side. I know Kendall's been a West Hollywood girl for a long time, but I'm a big fan of um, like Venice and Santa Monica and stuff and in uh, Playa, but hey, that's just me. Right. Um, no, I love the beach. My, my boyfriend's in Hermosa, so I get to steal some beach oh. time. <laughs> yeah. Does he, does your boyfriend work for um, SpaceX? Not SpaceX. Uh, I don't know the name of his company um it's in hermosa though um but yeah he does volleyball and stuff there it's a really cool community you'll know real when you get it it will say ebay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it maybe it's a head turning handbag a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gem 
sneakers and streetwear so fresh well every step feels fly when it comes to style and luxury ebay gets it they're making sure the things you love are checked by experts but not just any experts specialized experts real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience so when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee shop with confidence every inch stitch sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Deandra, back to you real quick. So, okay, so you're in LA. You were on Bachelor in Paradise, but you didn't make a connection with anyone. But I do remember you on that season. Um, So tell me about Bachelor in Paradise in your experience, because I agree with you. I think it's a much better format. It's a lot easier to like get there and relax and actually have a good time instead of being stressed out the whole time. I think I'm sure Kendall would agree too. Um, So what, what was your experience like? Like, you know, not coming out of it with a romantic connection, but you came out with a lot of friendships and stuff. Do you wish you could go back and do things differently or are you kind of happy with how it all played out? I think no matter what, even if I did went back and did three things differently, I think that same outcome would have come. So I guess I would just leave it right where it is. Um, I liked it. I felt like as far as my connection with the men, like I wish that there were more people that I was like super aligned with. I think that would have made my experience that much better. Like the men there were amazing and great. And like, they found their respective people, but I think it's frustrating that like being on the bachelor and then going in, like to paradise, not having even a strong connection, like leaving or someone that I talked to afterwards. I think that's been my thing or my theme with being on the franchise or like in the like bachelor and then bachelor in paradise. That's what I'm kind of frustrated is like, I'm wondering like why I haven't found a strong connection at least once. Um, but I loved my experience in paradise. If I had the opportunity to go again, I would just want to like have an idea of like what kind of men were going, but I'm not sure mm. if it would be for me, like based yeah. on like, my past experiences. Well, I, I do kind of remember watching a couple of those episodes of that bachelor in paradise. And I was like, why is no one else? Why is like Deandra not getting more attention? It was like almost <laughs> infuriating for me. Like I was, I was kind of like getting really annoyed by it. Um, so and I hate when people say I'm intimidating. Cause I'm like, I'm really the nicest person ever. So like, what's, like why it can't be an intimidation thing. It can't be that yeah. everyone's intimidated me in my life. I'm like, I hate that answer. So like, what's the reason? That's, I mean, I don't get it. So, so did you not find any of the guys there like attractive enough to you to like really pursue aggressively or 
was it more of a matter of just like you kind of wanted to like relax and let them come to you? And that just, I guess, didn't happen. It was a little bit of both. So like when I first got down to the beach, I was like, just based on like, okay, who am I like instantly attracted to? It was like Aaron, um, Brendan. And like, I know I had a really good conversation with Brendan the first day, but I'm the kind of person like I've always wanted a man to pursue me. And I think that was my downfall is I wasn't pushing enough to try to get to know these men. So like, I'd have one little conversation and then I'd be like, okay, well, <laughs> come on. And that's not going to happen in that setting. Like it just straight up isn't. So I think that it was kind of my fault, not pursuing those relationships. But at the end of the day, like seeing how it played out, I'm glad that I didn't push too hard to pursue yeah. relationships. I mean, um, when Thomas came down to the beach, obviously he was attractive, but other than that, I was kind of like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Not, not anyone <laughs> there. That's going to really catch yeah. you. I, I will say Aaron, if I was a single girl down on bachelor in paradise, I would be all up in Aaron's business at all times <laughs> because that man is very attractive. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So let's say, I, I know you kind of alluded to a little bit as well. Let's say, um, you know, there's another season of Bachelor in Paradise and they ask you to come back. What is your kind of like ideal um, characteristics to find in a partner down there? Like, you know, obviously some of the guys are going to be listening to this, to this episode because they want to get to know you a little bit better. What, what, what do they have to do to really catch your eye? I think it's someone who isn't shy. Like, I love a man who will just approach you and just be like, hey, like strike up conversation, like make it known that he's interested in you. Like, of course, it's my decision to be like, yeah, I'm interested too. But I think like applying pressure is what I'm really attracted to. I think like being charismatic and confident and funny and just like, okay with putting yourself out there as a man, because I'm such, I've tried to like lower because I'm a very alpha personality. So like, I feel like I always like kind of take charge and I need someone who's like, more alpha than I am to balance me. So I think that that's something on the beach that just didn't happen. And I was like, everyone was just so nonchalant. And I've yeah. never been attracted to nonchalant people at all. Yeah. I was like, when a guy makes the move too, you know, just kind of right. goes for it and see what happens. I did kind of feel on Paradise that it was a little more hesitant. I was like afraid yes. to make a move. It really <laughs> felt oh, like that. Okay. I'm glad yeah, I came in and I was like, whoa, like I don't want to cause any drama. I don't know. But yeah, it was an interesting vibe. And you know, what's funny is the guys were talking about, well, you know, the, each guy picked a girl and we didn't want to step on toes. And I was like, the whole point of paradise is to step on toes. Yeah. See if you have a real connection with somebody or else it doesn't work. Right. Cause I yeah. have friends that I was like, okay, we both like the same person or like, we both think the same person's attractive. And like, I can respectfully, you can be my friend, but if I want to pursue that person, I'm going to pursue that person. I'm like, what are you going to do? You can't like, that's yeah. what paradise is for. So I felt like no, the guys I had that. Yeah. I think they don't want to be a villain. That's what it is. They're like, I don't want to be a villain. I don't want to be the one that breaks someone's heart or else everyone's going to hate me. You know, even if you try not to do that, they might end up hating you anyway. Like that's what happened to me. So it's just, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like either you go for who you truly want to be with or you end up leaving disappointed. So. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say the same thing. It seemed like uh, the past like two seasons of The Bachelorette, the guys that have come off of it have been uh, very bromancy, like very, very like buddy, buddy. Um, and that kind of carried over into paradise, like DeAndre was saying, you know, people didn't really want to like ruffle any feathers or step on any toes, but that's kind of the name of the game. Right. And because they've grown this, you know, incredibly tight bond, which is not a bad thing by any means. It kind of uh, didn't, uh, but it just didn't allow for uh, the pot to be stirred, I guess, as much as possible. Not even stirring the pot, but like uh, exploration of other re possible relationships, I guess. But um, yeah, maybe, I, I mean, the nice thing is uh, I've done two Bachelor in Paradises. The second one always is better. Uh, Kendall did two Bachelor in Paradises. I would say her second one was better too. Um, so that all said, you know, the, the perspective you gain from, from going and then coming back a second time is definitely super helpful. Um, but let's say, you know, I don't think paradise even shoots for another, like what, well, probably actually pretty soon, like three months or so. Yeah. How is date? How is dating in LA? Are you going on dates? Are you meeting um, guys out there at all? No. And that, I was actually just talking to my friend here. So I've gone out a couple of times. I don't really go out that much. I've just like been working and like the extra time I have, I spend with my friends, but even when I'm out men don't approach me. And like hmm. in Dallas, like men will buy you drinks and men will like talk to you regardless of whether you're attracted to them or not. Like, it's just like the nice thing to do. But I feel like mm -hmm. in LA, I was asking my friend, I was like, why don't guys talk to girls here? And some of the saying is because everyone kind of goes out with a chip on their shoulder and like, they don't want to be denied. They don't want to be embarrassed. Everyone, you know, some of the guys here think that there are certain status, so they don't approach women. I don't know what it is, but no, I've had no luck dating here. So I've just given up. Like, I'm like, I'm just going to sit back. Just let it be. Everyone's so dependent on. So I think everyone's so 
dependent on dating apps, you know, because yeah. there's so many people going through on those things when in person, it seems so intimidating to like go up to someone and be like, I'm interested in you when you can do it behind a screen and maybe come across someone you've seen. Um, but yeah, LA is full of a uh, shiny, there's lots of shiny, attractive people. And it's just finding somebody that, uh, I don't know that you genuinely find a connection with that can be really difficult in LA. Right. Definitely. I just Definitely. Yeah, I'll help you. <laughs> yeah, Kendall, I feel like Kendall's always got like a new group of friends. So I feel like she's probably a good person to know for that reason, because she's a she's a connector. You know, you, you connect people. I feel like Kendall, you know, the best way to date that was a friend of a friend, which is what happened to Kendall. Like, oh, he yeah. was a friend of a friend. I feel like too. Always. Yeah. Like, that's like the best way to date. Right. It's the same. It's, yeah. <laughs> this is going to sound really stupid. It's the same with getting a job. I feel like it's so hard to get a job by just applying and interviewing and getting the job. And I feel like like nine out of 10 times, it's because your friend is setting you up for an interview or something like that, or you know someone, or like it's always through like a, a connection somehow. Granted, yeah. I've been unemployed for six years, so what the heck do I know? But <laughs> No, you're right. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where where in LA do you go out? Do you stay on the uh, West Hollywood side or? Yeah, so um, I haven't really ventured anywhere other than West Hollywood, because I just really like the areas out here. Like I've been to the nice guy, um, I went to Poppy's, Delilah's, like kind of like all of like the spots that everyone. Oh no, that's the problem. You're going to the places that are too trendy. Uh-uh. <laughs> you actually have to go out on the west on the west side, like by the beach. Those are the most chill people. Everyone's really nice. I feel like going out in West Hollywood, like I, I don't even do that. And I, okay, I mean, some that's my mistake. Yeah, yeah, I'll help you. We will okay. we'll yeah. find forces. You gotta go to like, figure that out. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm doing something wrong. Kendall, like, where should she go? Like, waterfront. Or not, stay away from bungalow. Oh, Tammy go told me to bungalow. go to bungalow. And I was like, oh, Tammy, no. I don't know. <laughs> no, don't I go to bungalow. You should go to Whaler. Whaler Venice Ale House is fun. Yeah. Like places where people are chill and actually want to have real conversations. Um, uh, one of my friends does like, there's like these beach DJ things you can get involved in where there's like DJs on the beach and everyone just hangs out and plays volleyball and like. You know, it's just fun. Like you want to, yeah, there's more of like a lighthearted side to, yeah. to LA. And I think some people can get so wrapped up in the cool, trendy places to go to. And right. those are the places where people are very stoic and don't like, they're not like really welcoming of new people. It's kind of like a scene kind of thing. Okay. You're too cool for that. But Deandra, you're younger, aren't you? You're 25. Yeah, but I feel like I'm old, honey. 25. I mean, young. No, such baby. a baby. Really? Okay, that's not how I feel. But I guess like as I get older, I'll probably be like, oh my god, wait, I was really young. That's why I'm yeah. in LA. It's very young. I'd say in LA, it's very young. Everyone, it's Peter Pan land in LA. People don't get yeah. relationships till later. <gasps> to, until later, until their mid thirties. I will say, as a, as a twenty five year old single person, uh, I know we kind of ragged on it a little bit, but bungalows got to be the spot. When I was twenty five and single, yeah. I was at bungalow three times a week. Maybe not that much, but I was there a lot, and uh, it's definitely kind of like sceney and a little douchey at times but it's it's definitely a lot of fun and it is like it's you still get like that laid back uh experience like you know you would at like some other places on the west side but uh that's it's what i'm worried about it's like i'm worried about going to places that people are douchey because it's so because i'm such like a it's hard for me to hide my emotions and expressions yeah. but like when someone's giving douche i'm like the guys yeah i'm like okay you, well let's wrap this up yeah. Someone more chill, more real. I mean, not saying that that doesn't exist in these certain places. I'm sure it does. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I feel like more of a, like a laid back environment where you can really be yourself and actually hear someone and talk to them. And that's, yeah. I don't know. It's difficult to date in LA. Again, there's a lot of places to go out to, a lot of different kinds of people, different groups of people. Um, yeah. yeah. I've been fortunate enough to like know people or, that I've known for such a long time because I grew up in LA. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, but there are good people that do exist. It does get frustrating dating in LA, but yeah. it's not a lot. I, I just can't believe you're so young. You're such a baby. But really, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Young. It's crazy. Um, I mean, I'm 30. Kendall, you're 29. 30. 30? No, 30. Oh what? my god, yeah. I, I'm 31 too. So we're both in our 30s, and you're just baby 25. You guys are um, only five years apart from me. Come on now. Yeah, but that's like yeah, an my eternity brother. these you're days. My brother's you know? age. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I have a lot of brothers. <laughs> and and Kendall, you're your sister's age. I might, yeah, we're twins. So yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> we're definitely um, each other's age. Yeah. Well, I'm three <laughs> seconds older, so yeah. three seconds. Counting. Yeah, the C-section, so it was like a, like a oh. not like a gun. Where it was like pop, pop. It was gotcha. Like a, you know. 
I thought you got you like came out like holding her hand or something like that. Yeah, um, exactly. You're coming with me. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> well uh, Deandra, I, I think selfishly speaking, and I, I feel weird even saying this, I don't want you to get in a relationship because I would love to see you back on Bachelor in Paradise. So uh, I don't often wish against people to get in relationships, but this is one of those, uh, um, you know, unique examples where where I definitely am rooting against it for the, for the short term until, right. you know, everyone gets down to that beach. Um, but we're going to take one quick break. We got some emails I want to get to with you guys. And then... Uh, and then we'll call it, call it quits from there, I guess. So stay tuned through the break. We'll be right back. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Health by Suck It Dating. Um, we have two emails. And Deandra, since this is your first time guest co-hosting with us, what we do is every week we have a couple listeners email us some of their dating stories. And so they'll either share a story or ask for advice or whatever it might be. Uh, and then we just kind of do our best to give it to them, which, you know, it's just a bunch of idiots kind of blind leading the blind, essentially, is really what it is. So yeah. uh, um, is Easton there? Do you want to read an email for us, Easton? It would be my honor, Dean. Thank you very much yes. for the invitation. Uh, this first email is from Anonymous. I have been with my girlfriend for five years now. We met when we were both freshmen in college and we're now living together in Eugene, Oregon. She's the first girlfriend I've ever had. And sometimes I catch myself wondering if I'm just with her because I don't know any different. I don't have another relationship to compare to. This doesn't mean that I don't love her, but are these the thoughts that I'm having a red flag in our relationship? Oh, man. He's been with his girlfriend for five years, first and foremost. That's a long, long time. You think so? Who said that? Kendall or DeAndre? Me. Okay. So I think the fact that 
this person's been in a relationship for so long and it was a, their first relationship. I don't know if you guys, I feel like your first love is always like a love that you never forget, but it's never really your last love, in my opinion. Because I feel mm -hmm. like if you don't know what you don't like, you'll never know what you truly like. So it's like, if he goes off to marry this girl, it's like, you'll never know. And I feel like that's going to be a problem later on in the relationship. So I think it's a red flag that he, he's even feeling this way. Because if it's the one, it's the one, period. There's no, well, hesitation. Like, I don't know anything else, in my opinion, at least. Okay. I see where you're coming from. Kendall, what do you think? I mean, I agree. I, I think that um, you, especially when I, when I was in college, I've changed so much as a person. You know, I'm not the same person. If I dated the same person that I did when I was... Uh, in college, it would never work out because we grew so far apart. And I think what's happening is that this person doesn't really truly know themselves. I, I don't want to assume this, but like I didn't at that time know myself as an individual. I'm outside of a relationship. Um, and college, you expedite so much about who you are and it changes so rapidly because you're in a new environment, meeting new people. Um, if you're having doubts, then it's a sign that maybe you need to, you know, not that you have to go out and like date a bunch of different people, but like, kind of date yourself for a bit. So mm -hmm. you're more sure about the feeling you have with someone you've been with for so long. Yeah, I, I kind of agree, agree with what you guys are saying. I do think that whenever you have doubt, it's, uh, it's not a good thing. But five years is a long time. And I think that, especially when it comes to guys, I feel like you kind of let that doubt creep in a little bit at times. And you're like, well, what am I doing? Do I want to be with someone else? Uh, do I really love this person? And I mean, I've been there before in some of my older relationships and then we end up breaking up. And then like, at first you're super happy. You're like, wow, freedom. I'm so excited to be like a free man and do whatever I want and not have to worry about uh, making anyone else happy. And then like that dies probably within like three weeks. And then you're like, wow, I really miss that person. You're like, I'm really sad or I'm really lonely. I want that person back in my life. So I think a lot of times guys uh, love to, you know, it's, it's kind of like the grass is always greener thing where things are good, but they always wonder if they could be better somewhere else. And it's like, who's to say that they could or couldn't be. Um, and I think that's just kind of like human nature to think that, but I hate it. I think it's a, I think it's a normal thought. I don't think it's a red flag in my opinion, because I think it's just like a natural, natural thing that people go through, especially five years. Like, um, that's a long, long time to be in a relationship five years. You know, I've never been in a five-year relationship, but I've been in a couple, well, I guess I'm in a three-year relationship now, which is by far my longest relationship. And I've, yeah, it's, been uh, a long time. it's a long time. It's a long yeah. time. I've, ha I've like had, I've, ha I mean, I think every person has doubts at certain point, but, um, I don't think I've gotten to the same point as this guy ever, but I just like, I don't think it's a red flag necessarily. You know what I mean? I just think it's like natural. I think that my advice then, if he's feeling this way is take like a couple weeks to y'all selves and don't necessarily date anyone else, but literally just to cut off all communication and kind of see what you feel like and like work through these feelings. So then you'll know, like, do I just miss the company of her or do I genuinely still have these feelings even when I'm not speaking to her or, you know, living with her or being with her every day? Cause then by yourself, truly by yourself, that's the only time you really like explore and know what you want. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And I, I agree with what Kendall was saying earlier too. It's like these guys started dating when they were freshmen in college. That's so, so young. Like I, I, such such a different person than I was when I was in college, uh, for better or for worse. I mean, who the heck really knows? But uh, yeah, you, it, it's definitely like a pretty pretty big uh, changing experience you go through then. So it's like, you don't really know who you are because you have been relying on this relationship for so long. So it would be good to take a break, but like not see other people, but like kind of like, you know, take a take a break in that sense. Um, which I'm an advocate for, by the way. We, we got a lot of people who are anti-break. And I think when people talk about taking a break, what they're always referring to is like, go date other people. Mm -hmm. But I think breaks where you just kind of like, exclude yourself and like withdraw into yourself for like a week, maybe, uh, just to kind of like refocus your priorities and like understand what's important to you. I think that can be pretty beneficial in a lot of ways. I agree. So hopefully these guys can figure that out. Um, all right, Easton, we got another one from Samantha. What does that one say? All right. Uh, Samantha G says, my boyfriend and I have been dating for about seven years. I love him more than anything. And I know that he's the one. However, I cannot stand his parents. I have my reasons. The dad has not been loyal to his mom, but they're still together. And that's something that I do not respect. I don't understand how you can stay with someone who had an affair for five years. I just think it is weak. His dad is also a total jerk and has never been welcoming or friendly to me. Is it important to you guys that you like your in-laws? Do you believe that in saying you're also marrying the family? 
will my life be hell if I marry this guy? I can't picture my life without him, but I can't picture my life having to deal with his parents. Oh, what do you guys think? <laughs> I think that for one, she can't put her standards for a relationship onto the standards of his parents' relationship. So it's like if the wife knows the dad is cheating and she chooses to stay, she probably feels safer staying than being by herself at whatever age. So like that, she should try to just like let go. But as far as can you love someone and not like their in-laws, I think that's totally possible because at the end of the day, like she still has her family that they can be a part of. And if you really love someone, you find a way to make it work and you don't live with in-laws unless you guys live together. Like you only see them at select times. You make it work for the person that you love. But I definitely think that uh, you shouldn't put like the way that you would act in a relationship onto someone else because that'll just make you despise them. But not everyone's going to do what you want in life. So it's like she has to think that there's just way more going on probably that she's even aware of. In my opinion. I agree. Well, I think it's difficult because I, I love families. Like I, I love diving in and like having the relationship with them. But um, I, I don't think I think the most important thing is that he or you defend each other in a relationship. So if his dad is disrespecting her, that he steps in and they're a team, you know, together in that. And I think that would be the deciding factor for me. If he just sits back and just watches it happen and allows her to get disrespected, that's when I would have an issue. But uh, no, if he's supportive and tells his dad, hey, this is the person that I've chosen to be with, you have to respect her, then I don't see an issue you don't have to like everybody um and relationships can grow over time but the immediate relationship is the most important i agree as long as they're prioritizing each other rather than the in-laws or parents or whatever it might be i'm, I'm probably in the minority when i uh because i think this i i hate like nuclear family like i don't get me wrong i love i love good family structure and all that kind of stuff i i hate dating people that are uh really close with their family because I'm not. And, and so it's like, it's challenging for me to be in that environment because it's so foreign to me. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've definitely dated girls in the past who are super close to their parents and, um, you know, like, and their grandparents and, and their, their sisters, kids and like all these things. And it like, it just terrifies me to the point where, uh, I, I can't, I can't date, I, I haven't been able to date them. And so I, I kind of like see where she's coming from, but I, I personally, like, don't necessarily think you need to have a relationship with the in-laws at all. Like, it's just, it, to me, it's not a, a super essential thing because like Kendall was saying, not to say that she's agreeing with anything that I'm saying here, but as long as your priority is your partner at all times, I think that's the most important thing. Um, so that's that's how I feel about that. <laughs> and and the only reason I say all that too is because I've noticed when, uh, like Kaylin, for instance, you know, she's she's had some struggles with her families and her or with her parents um and me with mine and we're able to kind of like empathize with each other over some of the hard times that we've had because of that and i guess the people that i've dated in the past that haven't had to to deal with those types of things maybe uh don't fully understand uh the struggles of that sometimes probably because i can't communicate it clearly enough but it is it is nice to be able to like uh have someone that you can lean on that's gone through a shared experience with you so I, I mean, I hope that she, this person doesn't let her scorned relationship with her potential father-in-law ruin the relationship. But do you guys think that since her boyfriend's dad has had an affair of five years, does that have any bearing on the boyfriend at all? I think it's probably either something he's going to learn for, from or imitate. So it's like when you see your parents, you have two choices. Like, do I want to imitate this? And I, do I think this is acceptable or do I want to be different from my parents? So I think that it's completely personal on his thing. Cause you know, there's things I've seen my parents do that I could be just like them, or I could take the, the other road and learn from their mistakes and be like, this is what I, I don't want. And I'm not going to be like this, but I definitely yeah, do yeah. think it's going to impact him one or the other. Yeah. And he probably sees how it affects his mother and how it affects his, and if he's close to his family, he sees um, how that has affected not only his mom, but probably his girlfriend. I'm sure she's talked to him about it as well. Right. And mm -hmm. so maybe it even opens up their communication with that. So they talk about these things earlier um, and just ways to avoid that in their relationship if that's something that they don't want. Um, so I think any sort of opportunity to talk about stuff is good. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, back when I talked to my dad, uh, back when we used to talk, I. I noticed I would pick up some of his uh, mannerisms like subconsciously without even realizing it. And I'd always think like, crap, if I'm picking up some of the things without even realizing it, like what am I not realized? Like what bad traits am I picking up without realizing? So hopefully that's not the case. Like Deandre was saying, it's either you learn from it or you, you pick it up and do it yourself. 
uh, hopefully this person is learning from that instead of doing it themselves. But all right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. Uh, Samantha and the anonymous emailer, thank you guys so much for emailing us. Keep the emails coming. I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Uh, Deandra, we're so excited to see what the future holds for you. Keep trying to date in LA. But like I said, do not find a boyfriend because we want to see you back on Bachelor in Paradise this uh, this next summer. And Kendall, very, very happy for you. We cannot wait to be uh, updated as it moves along. Uh, what's your what's your like, what's your strategy with this? Because you you probably don't want to overshare the relationship, but you also don't want to like undershare it. So like, what do you what's how are you going to navigate this? Um, it's just day by day. I think that I'm trusting. I'm just trusting Mitch and our relationship. And um, he's somebody that I feel like, despite the distraction that it could be to be in more of like a kind of publicish relationship with eyes on it, um, I trust who he is to not let it really affect us. But um, I've never nice. been in a relationship, haven't been in a relationship in a while, um, but since, you know, the whole being in one in paradise. And so it's, it's a little bit different for me, but uh, he's patient with that. So nice. I love it. Well, I for one hope you overshare it because I want to keep seeing updates from you guys. So um, big thank you to you guys for joining us. Kendall, have fun in Spain. Uh, and we will uh, talk to you guys soon. Be sure to tune in next week where maybe we suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports so you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.